I'm Michael Foster, and you're listening to It's Good to Be a Man, the podcast where we are extending God's house and father rule by helping men to establish their own houses in strength, workmanship, and wisdom. Today, I'm going to talk about how not to change, how to not gain ground, how to stay the same and probably devolve into a worse and worse version of yourself, all the while talking a big game. Sounds fun, right? Uh, Let's get at it. a man is about a year old. I started the project in my head a couple years ago, but we actually started producing content about a year ago that we would publish mostly to Facebook. And then we had the website up and running in February or March. The first podcast came out in March of this year. So ever since we got more of a public profile, the amount of emails and questions that we get from followers, listeners, is pretty incredible. Rarely a day goes by where I don't get a serious inquiry through Twitter direct message or Facebook Messenger or through uh, the uh, or email. We get some pretty heart-wrenching questions. Guys that have discovered that their wife is having an affair and they want to know what to do. Guys who are in accidents uh, where they're no longer able to perform sexually and they want to know what to do. We get some that are really practical, just uh, what's a good book for this or a good book for that? Or how do I overcome tension in my marriage over this issue? They're just constant. And a lot of the inquiries that we get are, are quite long. And I used to feel guilty when I would respond to them with really simple counsel. So, for example, a guy recently emailed us. I still need to reply to his reply. But he was telling me how some of his friends uh, don't have a good view of marriage. He has a better view of marriage. They both go to egalitarian church. And I think it's because that's really all that's available in the area. And he's really concerned about they're getting engaged. He's concerned about their marriage, and and he wants to be a help to them. He wrote about two paragraphs on that issue, and my response was really simple: uh, was just to encourage him to give a good a good book to them on marriage. I made a recommendation, and then talked to him about it. And the reason I gave him that counsel is that it's something you can actually take action on. He doesn't need to have this entire complicated plan to start moving the right direction. And I think we often overanalyze, overthink things, which leads to either inaction, that's probably what most commonly happens, or sort of a flurry of unhelpful overreaction. And so it's become my habit to be very simple and straightforward and give people some sort of incremental steps or or maybe a mindset, a way of thinking about things. And it reminded me of things that I've learned that make you feel like you're making ground, make you feel like you're changing, but it's really just all talk, no action, 
just a bunch of bluster. And I wanted to talk to you about two of those things that I see men launch out to do that they're convinced is going to lead to radical reformation in their life. And it actually doesn't produce much of anything. The first thing is to buy a lot of books. So I get constant requests for a sort of recommended resources or reading. There's a few books I always toss out, but people want like this really long list of books. And so I think when someone's like, I want to figure out sexuality, I'm going to go buy all these books. Then I I wonder, are they really going to read all those? Because I know when I buy a ton of books, I often don't read them for years. I just like books. I like the way they feel. I like owning them. I like the idea that I might read it at some point. But when you're really trying to lead to change in some area, you should buy a book in that area that's highly recommended and read it from start to finish very carefully. That's what I think you need to do. Uh, Right now, I'm learning a lot about real estate. I didn't buy a ton of real estate books. I looked for the highest ranked real estate book, asked a couple friends, bought that book. I'm just going to go through it page by page, slowly digest it. I I picked this up from uh, Charles Spurgeon. In lectures to my students, he has this excellent paragraph that I'm going to read to you. Master those books you have. Read them thoroughly. Bathe in them until they saturate you. Read and reread them. Digest them. Let them go into your very self. Peruse a good book several times. Make notes and analyses of it. A student will find that his mental constitution is more affected by one book thoroughly mastered than by 20 books he has merely skimmed. Little learning and much pride comes from hasty reading. Some men are disabled from thinking by their putting meditation away for the sake of much reading. In reading, let your motto be much, not many. That's excellent advice. You actually want to integrate good ideas, good principles, wisdom into your life. Or It's really more knowledge and understanding. And that becomes wisdom as you apply it out into the world. And so you can go out there and buy all these books. And right away, you feel like you're accomplishing something. You're getting like a dopamine hit. Like, oh, look, I'm going to go conquer the world. I've got all these books. I'm going to figure it all out. But if you're not applied into your life, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get a single book or a couple of books and really read them. Like if you want to learn about sexuality, I would start with Mauser's uh, The Story of Sex and Scripture or Newer's Men and Women in Christian Perspective. Both books are very helpful. I don't agree with either of them 100%, but they're short books that you can read, and they'll lead to some real mindset change and also some very practical application in your life. That's where I would start. The main thing is whatever you get, you read, and you actually start to apply it to your life. If you just buy books, if you just accumulate knowledge and don't do anything with, with it, it just teaches you to not take action. It trains you to just think, to have all these thoughts out there in the ether that you aren't doing anything with. So that's the first one. Buying a lot of books and not doing anything with it will keep you the same and make you even worse. Second, setting a lot of public goals. So the idea goes, if I like tell everyone I'm going to start running and I'm going to go on OMAD and I'm going to lose this fat, I'm going to get in shape, I'm going to post pictures on my Instagram or whatever, and that will hold me accountable. The very shame of not falling through on it will uh, keep me from uh, slacking off. Well, come on. Come on now. Think of the people you know. Think of the times you've done that, and it didn't lead to any change. A lot of what's going on there is we 
get a dopamine hit. We feel good when we go out there and we say we're going to, you know, we create goals and say we're going to do it. And there's a sort of initial sense of feeling like you've actually done it, like you started on your journey. But what I find happens is that, again, we we set our, our goals too high. When our goals are really simple, they're not when they're not grand and glorious, those aren't really things you want to announce publicly. But it, when you have small incremental goals, you are actually able to change your life uh, because there are things you can follow through on. You can build self-discipline. Self-discipline is like a muscle. Right? The more self-discipline you exercise, the more you have. You just have to start somewhere. So if you're fat, stop eating like certain foods at certain times. That's something you can practice. You don't have to go all crazy ketogenic, OMAD, and and then start like doing five by five strong lifts by meaty and all, all these sorts of things. Uh, just start somewhere. But, of course, you're not going to announce those things to your friends, and that's good. You don't have to be a big show for everybody. What we show people is our results. That's what we want to be known by is by our product, what we produce, not just by our talk. So I think if you want to stay the same, set lots of public goals, talk a big game, tell everyone what you're going to do. And then what happens is you're, when you fail, no one trusts you, and then the shame of it, I think, keeps you from actually doing like actually doing the hard work. Keep it simple, keep it actionable. A really good grid for setting goals is uh, SMART, S M A R T. You can look that up. That's what I personally like, and I've learned that if I want to make ground, I need to set uh, goals that are that require some difficulty, right? A goal is something that's only achievable with difficulty. So if it's just going to happen, it's not a goal. It's just going to happen. But if it if it's way outside of my ability to achieve, then I'm just going to fail. And I'm not going to do it. So I'm actually looking for something that I can achieve, but it's going to stretch me. So when you're thinking about goals, that's how I would uh, um, encourage you to come at it. So don't buy lots of books. Don't talk a lot of talk. Just chew, digest a few good books and take action. Action, action, action. Until next time, be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Oh,